Praise the Lord, everyone. We want to remind everyone that we will be here, Lord willing, Wednesday night for our midweek worship and word service. We are studying, still studying the book of James, and um, service time will be at 7.30. And come and, and let's get into the Word of God and, and just see what the Word of God can have for us. Amen. Glory to God. Remember that. And then we've got the um, uh, um, the outing coming up for CFC uh, Church Retreat, uh, Friday, August the 17th at Montgomery Bell Park. Uh, we've got information about that if you'd like to attend um, that and be a part of that. And we need to know who is going to be going. Everybody's responsible for calling and reserving their own room or campsite. Some will be camping. Some will be staying in the, in the motel there. And um, that's, again, August the 17th, Montgomery Bill State Park. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we had a great time in the Lord this morning, and um, the Spirit of the Lord just blessed. I am thankful I am uh, that um, uh, we have somebody capable of ministering. When um, we have to go off somewhere else, I'm so thankful to how God is um, using uh, our son, Ronnie, and um, um, preaching some great messages, and I'm thankful for the Lord, amen, for that, and I know that God's got some great plans for him, amen, in the future. We're going to get into um, our message tonight. And uh, anybody ever had a um, had a dream of any kind? I guess everybody dreams at one time or the other. Uh, uh, scientists say that we dream every night. Just a lot of times we don't remember about a lot of it, um, and we know that um, uh, we know that God speaks to people in dreams. Uh, and um, that the whole Bible is filled with that. Um, one thing I don't like is to wake up from a bad dream. Uh, I don't like those bad dreams, uh, but uh, we have those sometimes. We have have good dreams, and um, going to be talking on terms of that uh, a little bit tonight. And we're going to be going into a book in the Old Testament that we do not here taught or preached out of very much um, because it is written as an allegory and uh, 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 in the Old Testament times it was it referred it was between the relationship between uh, uh, the Lord and the children of Israel but looking at it under our dispensation and our time um, it represents Christ and His bride. And um, uh, you have to be careful. Some people, when they get into the Song of Solomon, uh, they um, some people have a tendency to get carnal about some things that are in there. But when you look at it the right way and the way that it was written and intended to be, it's a beautiful story. Um and we're going to be talking some about uh, that tonight. Um, 
uh, the Song of Solomon's. I mean, it, you can, uh, uh, you will find find that right after Ecclesiastes, uh, and we're going to the fifth chapter, uh, and we're going to read begin at the second verse um, down through the sixth verse of the Song of Solomon. Verse 2 down through verse 6. I'm going to read it slow, and I want you to um, take, take it in. I sleep, but my heart is awake. Now, if you think about that, you understand that he's talking about dreaming. You're physically asleep. But your heart or your mind is awake. So he's referring here to a dream. He says, I sleep, but my heart is awake. It is the voice of my beloved. He knocks, saying, open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. Then uh, it comes back with, I've taken off my robe. How can I put it on again? I have washed my feet. How can I defile them? My beloved put his hand by the latch of the door. And my heart yearned for him. I rose to open for my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with liquid myrrh on the handles of the lock. Verse 6, I opened for my beloved, but my beloved had turned away and was gone. My heart leaped up when he spoke. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for your word. That's a lamp to our feet and a light into our pathway. And for the next few minutes of time, I'm asking you to take us into your word. To let us look spiritually, God, to the relationship between we, the church, your bride, and you being the bridegroom, and how that we need to always be ready, because we don't know the day and the hour. In Jesus' name, let the church say, and God bless you, and you can be seated. I do not plan to be before you very long tonight, but I want to be talking to you about a subject titled, The Dream with a Tragic End. The Dream with a Tragic End. Now, the story here in the Song of Solomon is told of um, the lady who um, is abed and asleep and laid down and retired for the night. But in that, 
she was, even though asleep, yet there was a dream. And she had this dream about her beloved, and which, for the purpose of this message, we're talking about uh, the Lord, Jesus Christ. And Jesus came to the door and started knocking. And she said, it is the voice of my beloved. He knocks, saying, open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. So, here she has this dream. And the Lord comes and knocking on the door. But she finds herself in the bed and this is how she responds at first. You know, uh, there used to be an old song that the old saints used to sing years ago. Uh, you've got to move, you've got to move. When the Lord gets ready, come on somebody, you've got to move. Sometimes we drag our feet too long. Can somebody say amen? God is speaking. God wants to do something through somebody's life. He is a begging and he is a pleading. Amen. But they keep dragging their feet. Hallelujah. But when God wants to move in your life, amen, and telling you to move, that's the time for you to get up and move. I don't know how many times down through the years, amen, while I was holding revivals or uh, just just preaching in, um, in regular services, and Give the opportunity for some people to come up to pray if they're sick in their body. And and you wait a few minutes and maybe you have people to sing a, two or three verses of song. And they sit there on the pew. Don't respond. Don't get up and come down. So then you're thinking, well, nobody needs needs nothing tonight. Nobody's come. So you dismiss um, uh, the song, and you're getting ready to dismiss the service. And right before you get ready to, to give the benediction, somebody pops out of the seat and come up, I need prayer for this. And a lot of times you, you see that they don't seem like they're touched by God. Nothing happened. And I firmly believe one of the reasons why they did not receive what they needed from God is because they didn't respond when it was time to respond. Hallelujah. It's not enough just to say, well, I'm, I'm obeying God. You've got to obey God at the moment he speaks to you. The Bible says quench not the spirit. Can somebody say amen? We can't quench the spirit of God. God said his spirit should not always strive with the man. Hallelujah. We have got to learn as the body of Christ when God says something, then is the time to move. Hallelujah. So getting back to our story here that I'm talking about, um, she hears the voice of her beloved outside at the door, but she's, all, she's already in bed. He's standing outside knocking. And, hey, I'm standing out here and the dew's falling on the locks of my hair. I'm getting wet just from the dew because it's taking you so long. Hallelujah. And all she can do is begin to make excuses. Well, I've taken off my robe. Um, how can I put it back on again? I've washed my feet. 
I mean, if I get up and walk to the door, I'm going to get my feet dirty and I have to wind up washing them all over again. Glory to God. Um, my beloved put his hand uh, by the latch of the door and my heart yearned for him. Notice that there was a yearning. Amen. And i tell you what this is a picture of, church. This is a perfect picture of Christian people getting too comfy in their comfort zone. Hallelujah. I remember we used to have a brother come to the church a lot uh, over on Meridian Street, Brother Kevin Smith. He is Bishop Samuel Smith's brother. He's gone on to be with the Lord now and um, not uh, with us no more. But I remember a message that he preached one time on Meridian preaching as a revival about getting out of your comfort zone. Amen. I, you know, I know how it is. I am human like everybody else. Um, you know, when I'm doing work at the house, this, uh, just since we come back from Hot Springs, I had to make sure that I went out and uh, mowed all that grass again because, before the rain started coming in because they was predicting rain today and tomorrow. And I, I knew that I needed to go ahead and get all, all that five acres cut. And because it being so hot uh, and the humidity so high, I'd cut for a little while and... Um, and then I'd come in to get a drink of water, and I'd, I'd, I'd flop down in a chair, which is a bad thing for me to do. Have you ever, have you ever been working and got tired and you sit down and you realize it'd been best if you just stayed up till it was, the work was over with? Because you might not be like me, but once I get in that easy chair, I sit there for the next 45 minutes and I got to get back up. I got to get back up. I know I got to finish this, but I don't want to. My flesh is saying, oh, man, this chair feels so good. You're sitting in this nice, cool, air-conditioned den here. Why do you want to get back outside in that heat? You get comfortable. Amen. And we got a lot of, we got a lot of people on church pews getting too comfortable. Hallelujah. Just like the picture that's portraying in this message tonight, Jesus is standing and knocking um, uh, at the door, wanting to come in, uh, but we've, we've, we've got comfortable. We've gotten satisfied. Um, we get, uh, the way I've heard some people say sometimes, I don't want to be bothered. Hallelujah. I don't want to be bothered. Amen. And if God is going to use us, and if we are going to be pleasing to Him, we have got to get out of our comfort zone. Amen. We've got to be willing to make a sacrifice for the Lord. We've got to be willing to break out a spiritual sweat for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So she's... Um, I can't do it. I mean, I mean, I'm done down in bed for the night. And finally, finally, after I don't know how long it was, but she says, I got up. I opened the door, opened for my blood. Um, uh, but verse 6, I opened for my blood, but my blood had turned away and was gone. My heart leaped up when he spoke. I sought him, but I could not find him. 
I called him, but he gave me no answer. Now remember, this whole scenario, amen, was about a dream. This is a dream that she had had that I was in bed asleep. The Lord knocking at the door, but I didn't want to get up. I was comfortable. I was, um, everything was in its place. But then I said, well, man, I got to get up. You know, this is my beloved. You get up, go to the door, but it's too late because her beloved is gone. She said, I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, called out his name, but he gave me no answer. This was the dream with a tragic end. A dream with a tragic end. She responded, but she responded too late. Can somebody say amen? This right here is letting us know what is going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back to this earth again. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a lot of people going to wait too late. They're going to wait too long. They hear Jesus knocking, amen, but they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They don't want to do what needs to be done at the moment that it needs to be done. And it turns out to be tragedy at the end. Now, I want to talk a little bit about knocking at the door. I want to talk about knocking at the door. Um, this whole whole thing, a lot of people, there's a scripture in the Bible found in Revelation chapter 20, uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 20. And I want, I, want, I want to show that to you, and you can turn there, you can see it on the screen. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. Behold, and this is the Lord talking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Wow. I was raised... And taught, and I heard preachers, and I've heard, I still hear them from time to time, use this scripture to try to plead with a lost, to try to get a sinner to come to the Lord. And I have to admit it, I used to say it myself when I was evangelist. I tell people, I says, you got Jesus standing at the at your heart's door right now knocking, and you need to open up and let him come in. But when when you leave this in the context, if you go back to the third chapter of the book of Revelation, this scripture is referring to the church of Laodicea. Remember that one, the lukewarm church? The last church of the church age? The, the place that the, that the church world is going to be right before the coming of the Lord? Brother Douglas, Jesus is definitely standing at the door knocking 
But in this context, he's knocking at the door of the Laodicean church. Amen. That is the point that you don't want to miss here. Amen. We start out with the Ephesus church and how the good works they did and how the power of God fell. Amen. And we, uh, which represents the early church, the church at Pentecost on through the time of the apostles. And we see the church, amen, just going down, going down, going down over time to finally by the late old sin church age, which is the church age that we are living in right now. Jesus is not even inside the church no more. He's standing on the outside of the church door knocking, trying to get in. Hallelujah. Perfect picture ties in with our story here in the Song of Solomon. Standing and knocking. The one that he is knocking for represents his bride, his, um, his church, trying to get in. Finally makes a decision to respond. But when, they, when she responds, he's not there. He's gone. Waited too late. Church, there's going to be a lot of people wait too late to make their mind up to answer the Lord's knock. Come on. Hallelujah. And that's going to be a tragic end to your dream. If you wait too late, if you don't respond in doing everything God wants you to do in your life, your dream, Brother Kyle, will turn into a nightmare. Hallelujah. And I say that with a burdened heart, aching heart. Amen. Because there's going to be multiplied millions of people. Amen. Like I preached this morning, uh, uh, they are people uh, with the uh, if I syndrome. If I can only get to where I make so much money, if I can only get to where I can pay my mortgage off, if I can only get the right kind of job, if I, if I, if I, if I, amen. But when, and when the day is over, when, um, uh, when if you accomplish all that stuff, but you don't have the Lord as ruler in your life, what have you really accomplished? Jesus is standing at the door right now. He's knocking just like the picture you see on the screen. Knocking at the door. But yet we're in our comfort zone. You know, how many times has God tried to prod you to pray, but you was too comfortable to pray? How many times has God tried to place you on your heart to fast, but you're too comfortable eating all that greasy fried chicken <laughs> or oh, them all uh, oh, them, uh, them them nice barbecue ribs we on the way back from uh, um, from camp uh, we stopped at Carlisle Arkansas right there just past Lone Oak at Nick's Barbecue one of the best barbecue and fish places there is in the country as far as I'm concerned Every time I go, I can't decide where I want to get the barbecue or the fried catfish, so I get a combination plate. And I wind up, I wind up leaving, having ate too much. And Sister Darlene always walks out carrying a, a sack full of fresh homemade fried pies. 
Hallelujah. Amen. But the one thing about it, when I'm eating them ribs, oh, I, I hate to see what that table looks like when that waitress comes around. I got a mess. I, I've got Kleenex. I've got uh, napkins uh, uh, everywhere where I've been trying to keep my hands clean and wipe. I mean, you get that stuff everywhere. Amen. How many times amen, has God tried to get us to fast and we got too much barbecue on our lips? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to respond when God tells us to respond. Praise the Lord. So, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears me, come in. I will open the door. I'll come in and sup with you and you with me. I will dine. Now, I'm getting down to the last part. But what our story is letting us know here, the danger, the tragedy, and people waiting too late. I want, I want to break a big bad myth that's being contemplated in the church world today. And I'm glad this is going out. Hello, everybody watching by live stream. We welcome you tonight. But I want to tell everybody, and I got all kind of scripture and Bible. I can, I can, I can back it up uh, a country mile. You cannot come to God anytime you want to. Jesus himself says, no man can come to me except the Father draw him, which is the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. You better answer the door when the door is knocking. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Because your dream will turn into a nightmare. It will be a tragedy if you respond too late. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 and 7. Notice what he says here, Isaiah 55 and 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Now, I don't know how you take that, but the way I read that, it lets me know. If he tells me to seek the Lord while he may be found, there could be a time that he won't be found. What what did this... um, uh, Shulamite lady say here in Psalms, I went to the door and she searched, but what happened? Couldn't find him. Called out his name. Nobody answered. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Next verse. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Hallelujah. Amen. So you cannot, you cannot come to God just any time you want. Hallelujah. You better seek him while there's an opportunity to find him. You better call upon him while he is near. Don't lay in that, that bed, the spiritual bed of yours and, and play, a, play around. Amen. Till you get... You say, well, I'll do this later. When God is knocking, when God is calling you, you better answer them. My final verse for tonight. Going back to Revelation, but we're going to the 18th chapter. And here in the 18th chapter, we're talking about this world system. And... 
everything about it once the church has been taken away and the Holy Spirit is removed. And this is what's going to be the, the, uh, the condition of those left behind. Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. Now, if you go back to the first revelation, he started talking about the candlestick in the church. When Jesus was on this earth, he was a lot of the world. But now he said, we're the light of the world. Ye are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. We all know that scripture. The church is the lamp right now. We're the only thing giving light to this darkened world. Those that are really truly serving God and the preachers that are preaching the true message and the true word of God, you cannot find light nowhere else. Come on. Glory to God, you need to get out of Printer's Alley and all the nightclubs and all them other places because you ain't going to find the light of God there. You're not going to find the light of God nowhere else except for His house where His Word is being declared. Now He's talking at the end. He tells what's going to happen once the church, the lamp is taken away. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. Stop and think about it. The bridegroom is pleading for the world right now. Amen. To accept him, to believe upon him. And the bride, the church, we're sending people all over the world preaching this gospel message. Amen. Having people that telling people they need to be born again. They need to have a lifestyle changed. And people out in the world don't realize how blessed right now to be able to hear those voices. But I'm warning you, I'm telling you by the, uh, by the, uh, the word of God tonight, the day is going to come on this earth that you will not have the, uh, the lamp, the light of the lamp. The day will come that you won't hear the voice of the bridegroom. The day will come you will not hear the voice of the bride like we're doing today, declaring over the airways and around the places, amen, to come to know the Lord. Hallelujah, you need to respond right now. There's going to come a day. People will be logging on to Facebook and trying to find the live stream of some church. Declaring the word of the Lord, but they ain't going to find it nowhere. It's going to be gone. The light of the lamp that used to shine in this darkness is going to be gone. I don't know about you, but I want to leave when Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Don't have no desire to be left behind. Don't have any desire whatsoever. He said the lamp, uh, the light of a lamp shall not shine on you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Church, the time for us to respond is when God calls. Don't wait. 
The dream with a tragic end. The dream that was had of being in a bed of sleep and the bridegroom standing outside and knocking and the bride making all kind of excuses. How can I do this? How can I get up and do all, do all this? Amen. I know every, probably just about every service when we deliver a message, you're going to have somebody, how can I do what that preacher's saying? How can I follow that? I'm going to tell you something. You better get in the book and you better listen to the voice of God while God is talking to you because the day is coming, just as sure as I'm standing here right now, the day is coming, you won't hear his voice no more until you hear it at the judgment saying, depart from me. And that's a word I don't want to hear. What about you? Let's all stand together.